the joy of my soul. Last night I had an enjoyable night. The plan was Father Dan and I were going to have dinner. And turns out another priest was coming up to help out in Williams. And so we grilled steaks. We had some vino. We had a fire in the fireplace um, and some dessert. And we just hung out and talked. It was a very enjoyable evening. St. Thomas Aquinas says that joy is to have what I desire. So we can enjoy some steak. We can enjoy wine. We can enjoy having a friend and a fire and being warm inside, especially last night. But the difficulty is, after the steak, I get hungry again. That my friend, he's left town, that the fire burns out, the wine runs out, right? So that, that all these things are fleeting because they're finite. And so what St. Thomas says is that our true joy is only found in God because he is the one who's infinite. They wear out, whereas temporal things kind of are you know, limited, that with God there's always more. And, and God is not here and then gone. God is always here. That God's will, his perfect will, is always being done. On this third Sunday of Advent, we're invited to rejoice because God is here and he's at work. He's doing his will, and soon he will come again to complete his will. So there, there's things that he has done, there's things he is doing, and there's things he will do. The prophet Isaiah tells us, today, he says, I rejoice heartily in the Lord, in my God is the joy of my soul. What has he done? He has clothed me in a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice. He's, he's blessed me. But then he also looks to the future. He says, as the earth brings forth its plants and a garden makes its growth spring up, so will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. Okay, so that's what God will do. But we're still in a time of injustice. God's going to make justice happen. But we're in a time of injustice. We could just look around our world, right, and see injustice, see things that are disappointing, not in concert with our faith, and say, wow, there's a whole lot of things that, that are not good. But the prophet says, no, even in this, we can rejoice. That even if things are not perfectly as I would have them, I can still rejoice. So there's, there's something, there's a, an already, but not yet. It's a, it's a little bit like, you could say, being engaged. That you're like, I have this person, and I'm excited to spend my life loving them. But, but we actually are not fully publicly committed to each other yet. And so there's, there's even more still to come. 
And so there's, there's something, maybe a, a tension of being engaged, because there's like a waiting, and, and especially in COVID, like how many people are going to come to our wedding? You know? but, there's, but there's also, there's, there's a joy, there's a presence, it's coming, and I can actually already enjoy it. Every one of us has been blessed by God in so many ways, and yet God is doing more. Uh, he, he wants to come and complete his beautiful, harmonious plan in our lives. And so I, I think the tension for us today is, okay, God, God has blessed me, but in some ways right now, it's hard to experience that he is blessing me now. It's hard to feel joy in the circumstances of my life, right? Well, but hold on a second. If St. Thomas says, we rejoice in God and his will, and somehow God is always doing his will, does that mean that God wills suffering and evil? No, but he allows it and then as part of his will, he works all things for good. So what that means is no matter where we find ourselves today, that if I can see and choose to accept that God's will is happening, I can rejoice. Even if I have no food, even if I have no friends, even if I have no comforts in my life, that somehow that's part of God's plan. He's doing his plan, and that you and I can rejoice. St. Paul says, the first line in our second reading today, 1 Thessalonians, he says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Then he says, in all circumstances give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. I think there's two ways to read this sentence. The first way is, he says, you know, in all things, give thanks, like the punch is on give thanks. But let's read it a little differently. In all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus, give thanks. That no matter the circumstances, that what is, is somehow part of his will, give thanks. Do you feel, the, can you hear the distinction there? I think sometimes we get caught up in I'll be happy when, but God says, I don't want you to be happy when, I want you to be, I want you to rejoice in me now. And there's a distinction between happiness and joy. Happiness is a feeling, and joy is a state of our soul. It's, uh, it's like a, a choice, that it's a, it's a delight not in passing things, but a delight in something that's stable. And so you and I are invited this Sunday and every day that in every circumstance, in every moment, that somehow God's will is happening, that, that I, can, I can find a reason to rejoice because our attachment is not to circumstances, but to God and his will. I'll go through a few examples. Uh, think about Thanksgiving. This year, Thanksgiving was probably not what you were hoping for. But was I able to rejoice in what actually happened? 
In my family, it was like one-fifth of what it usually is. And I was like, well, so be it. I'm going to embrace this. So you look at a situation like in, in the scripture, the story of the father, the prodigal son. So here's the father has his son. His son says, I'm leaving. And so somehow, okay, it's, it's not good what's happening, but somehow it's happening. So it must be the will of God. Could the father rejoice while his son is far away from him? Yes. And, and parents go, no, no, no. How, how can I rejoice while my, my kids are doing really bad things? Well, if somehow that is part of the will of God, and God is working all things for good, that's what's nice about the story is we can see it complete. We see the sun come back, and it's, it's better. It's more beautiful. But you and I in our lives right now, it's like, I don't see how this completes. But the Father... The father, yes, can be joyful even while his son is far away from him. What about, what about, maybe you've experienced this, what about in the face of unrequited love, which is kind of like the prodigal son? What about with family members who don't want to talk to us? What about that friend that turned away and is giving us the silent treatment? That somehow, if that is happening, I don't want it. It's not a good thing. But if somehow, if that's the will of God, then I, I can stop trying to find a way to change it, to force it, but simply to accept it, to actually embrace it, to choose it. You know what? If they don't want to talk to me, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to talk to me. There's no law. That, you, know, you don't have to talk to me. I want you to, but I want you to want to talk to me. What about our, a step further, what about our own human suffering? What about physical pain? Or emotional pain? Or even psychological pain? Now, God does not desire that we be in pain. He, he desires to take it upon himself. He desires to be there with us. But somehow he allows it for a time as part of his plan. Can I accept it? Can I choose it also? Some of the most joyful people I've met in my life are people with terminal illness. And they reach a point in that where they say, I can think of one gentleman in particular. He's like, you know, I don't want to leave my wife and my children. But if this is the will of God, then so be it. I can't wait to go be with God. Like he was ministering to everybody else in the room. That he had discovered joy because he had accepted and embraced the will of God. And what comes with the will of God is not just joy, but, but peace and freedom and love. Which, you know, maybe, maybe one of it leads us to another hard thing. What about the loss of a loved one? But I, I still want them here. How can I rejoice when they're not here with me anymore? But, but death is something that comes to every one of us. It's the doorway to that eternal, joyful, peace-filled life with God. And, and I think we, we want that for our loved ones. I want everyone I care about to be in heaven, to be at peace and to be with God. And what I'm saying is that 
I have a hard time without them, that I'm sad. Because sadness is the opposite of joy. Sadness is to not have what I desire. Sadness, sadness leads to misery. I don't have what I want, so how could I be happy? That is a choice. It's a choice to be sad. But the Lord invites us, if you have sadness, if you have something that's stealing your joy, the Lord says, bring that to me. Bring me your pain. Bring me your loss. And as we, as we bring it to him, and he takes it, that we can feel that, that now, in our sadness, in our grief, what have we encountered? We've encountered God. God with us. God doing his will. And that somehow that's the next step. Then we can experience joy and peace and freedom. That's what the Lord desires for us. He's actively doing his will. He's working all things for our good. And if we can trust him, if we can bring him all that steals our joy, that then we can know him with us, his will being done. And we can find not in our circumstances, but in God, the joy of our souls.